The DI Guys Podcast was created to share the best ideas, strategies, and concepts so you can have conversations to help you exponentially grow your DI sales. While they may have lost their hair, they have not lost their minds. Here are the DI Guys, Chris Carlson and Mike Cogdo. Hi, this is Chris Carlson, and welcome to this edition of the DI Guys podcast. I'm here with my co-host and good friend, Mike Coggle. Mike, what's going on in Denver today? Chris, good morning, and uh, good to hear your voice. Not a lot going on in Denver. Um, somehow, COVID-19 comes out after 10 o'clock at night because we decided that we're going to shut down bars um, and have a 10 o'clock curfew. For, I have a lot of friends at a restaurant, too, so I should back it up. We're going we're gonna to shut down at 10 because evidently that COVID ball starts flying between 10 and 2 a.m. Not that a young person is not smart enough or an old person, for that matter, to go out and uh, have a great time between 5 and 10. <laughs> they just can't go out between 8 and 2 now. So that's what's going on in Denver. Other than that, dramatically hot, warm, waiting for the monsoon season. Fortunately, no fires yet this season, nothing major. So, so far in a good place, and it looks like my children may be going back to school at the end of August. So, in this world, all is good. How about you in the great Pacific Northwest? I tell you what, uh, certainly if we encompass all the Pacific Northwest, uh, a lot of attention down in uh, Rose City of Portland. Uh, they're having some interesting times there. Uh, Seattle has, has quieted down. We've got the spotlight off of us. It's now on Portland. But apparently there's going to be another rally this weekend, so we'll see what the, uh, the results of that are. The summer of love in Seattle, as I say. It's a beautiful thing. So with that said, what do we want to talk about today? Well, Mike, I really believe in, in talking to you and talking to others and then listening to the guests that we had on the DI Summit, I believe that this is a great time for agents and advisors to be reaching out to prospects and clients regarding the importance of them protecting their income. And I'd kind of like to get your thoughts on what advice you would give to an agent advisor on how he or she should position themselves to have these conversations where, in fact, they could write a ton of disability insurance? Chris, that's a good question. It's interesting that you would bring it up today because I've been uh, – I, I don't have a lot of clients, but I do have some. And, and as you well know, I have some clients that are younger. And we were having this conversation that, you know, by now I think most of us expected – let me use that phrase – expected – this to be winding down and over. Well, it doesn't seem to be any closer to the end than it did three or four months ago. As a matter of fact, if you watch the nightly news, it's gloom and doom every day all over again. We were talking about being, you know, a lot of people that, that we work with, brokers, a lot of them are full financial planners. And so to do full financial planning, I put myself as a client talking to my broker. To keep me as a client, it's easy for a Zoom call. To get me as a client, I gotta look at and smell and touch and feel and you've gotta be, I, you're, the screen is not going to work for me to give you my assets for whatever reason. And I'm not saying everybody because I'm sure people are being widely successful, but this is mostly prospecting or possible because you know, an acquaintance is a prospect as well. So we'll use the word prospect. I, I was talking to Mike and actually Diamond was on our summits doing a really good job and he's saying, Mike, I, I used to go, six, seven for 10 face-to-face meetings and end up doing business with my clients. And I don't have millions of appointments a week, so I don't have thousands of clients. And some I have to vet and decide not to work with because they just don't have the assets that I assume. I said, but he's like, now I'm lucky to get one for 15 
prospecting because it, it's too hard for the client to sit there and listen to me talk on a Zoom call and ask questions. I know it's doable, but it's not because we don't know one another well enough. We're diving right into you're going to trust me with your money. It's a hard concept to grasp if you can't, again, smell, touch, feel. And I'm talking about interpersonal communication, not just verbally, but how the body language reads and everything else. It's just natural in sales to, to identify that. So we talked about let's focus on one thing. And obviously, you know where I'm going with this, Chris, because we sell income protection for a living and talk income protection for a living and disability insurance for a living. I said, Dylan, let's, let's, let's drill this down to one product. And I take a page from people, again, you mentioned the summit, which, you know, was wildly successful. And the speakers we had on, um, I, I've taken a page, and everybody should take a page from people that actually do this for a living and do it extremely well. We tried to get some of the best of the best in the industry. And if I, if I use Erwin, Erwin, I think Chris was on the Zoom call or on the Zoom summit seminar and to you and I personally has said, I'm doing more appointments now than I've ever done. And that being said, he go, he's like, because I only talk disability insurance. I think, and you tell me, if you get a Zoom call prospect and someone always wants to ask you and I the question, who's a prospect? One, the old cliche, anybody that fogs a mirror is a prospect. An acquaintance can be a prospect. You know, if we're out selling insurance for a living, it's a full-time job. It's not an avocation. Can't separate the two. If you're out selling insurance, everybody you talk to should be a possible or a potential client of some kind. Possible. You can vet them the same they vet you and decide no later. But everybody you talk to and think about your list of people from your church, your synagogue, your school, your social functions, your volleyball team, you're going to the gym. Think of the people that you all interact with that you have on a contact list in your phone. Just scroll through your phone and look at everybody that you've never talked to income protection about. And I'll make it really hard, Chris. Start at A and go to Z. And look at every single person on that list that you come in contact with. Because I've been in the tavern, surprising to most of you. I've been in the tavern before. And I'll end up with three numbers. And it might say Bill from Joe's Place. It means I talked to the guy. And we had a long conversation having a beer. And I don't really know Bill from Joe's place or Joe from Bill's place, but he's in my phone. And then I got to look at the area code to see where I was when we had the conversation. And I have met people this way and actually become friends with a few people this way. That being said, focus on one thing. Focus on income protection. And I'd like you to take the ball here and run with it for a second about during COVID how easy that could possibly be because of what's going on and what's lingering. So we're going to spend the rest of this talking about your 10-minute Zoom call, what it should look like, how it should be to call somebody and say, I basically have one idea, one idea only, and take 10 minutes of your time. It'll either make sense to you or it won't, and you'll never have to see my bald, ugly head again on a Zoom call or something of that nature. Hence, Erwin Cohen, tell me why you're not going to buy disability insurance for me today. Tell me your thoughts for a minute. Yeah, so Mike, a couple things. You know, number one, Certainly, with all the, the impact that COVID's had in the economy, people are more cognizant of the importance of a paycheck than since at least 2008, 2009. And even that didn't hit the, the, the kind of uh, devastation we've seen. So paychecks are important. And then also, people are now recognizing that, you know what? You know, bad things happen to good people. I, I, I don't have the crystal ball. I can't predict what will happen. Nobody predicted this would happen. And so maybe I could get some type of flu, if you will, 
or I could be in an accident or something else. So I think people are, are convinced that they are no longer invincible. So that's gives, gives us a better chance of having a meaningful uh, conversation. And I want to go back to something that you said, Mike, regarding you know, scrolling through your phone. And I've had people, you know, over the years ask me, well, Chris, how do I go from being a quote unquote friend or a, or coaching a, a, with somebody on a t-ball or basketball? How do I make that transition? And what I tell them to do is just say the following, say, hey, Mike, I'd like to take off the friend hat off for a second and put on my business hat for a second. Is that okay with you? And what happens in that moment is, you know, they understand now, okay, so he's going to talk about something about his business. And then you ask a question, you make a statement or whatever, but it, it's making that shift. And, and what happens is at that moment, we both get into a different role. Now we're in a business relationship and we have the conversation. And then at the end, I can say, okay, Michael, I think that was a very productive conversation. Let's put our friend hat back on. Hey, you know, what do you think about the team we're playing this weekend? And so people will actually step out of their friend role and get into that, that business role. It's an easy transition. Now, I'm not here to say that that's the end-all, be-all. But for people who have a hard time making the transition, I promise you, it works. That is very well put because what it is is clear and succinct, for lack of a better term, Chris, of what you want to accomplish. I, I got to give you a couple of real-world examples of why I think this is, is, is right now is the time. We're all addicted to news whether we say we are or not. I'm getting to the point, like everybody else, that I say, you know what, I'm so over it, I just don't watch news anymore. <laughs> That's not true. It's not true for any of us. We all catch a blip a day because we all kind of want to know where this thing is going. Otherwise, I wouldn't know that the bars are closing in. And I have two children, so I'm not out of the bar at 10 o'clock. Back in the day, yes, I'd be really irritated. Right now, I'm not. They used to call Lodo's Bar and Grill in downtown Denver my living room. So that's ancient history. That being said, I know two people right now, two, 50 and under, 150, 142. One had an aneurysm, which is like a blood clot, and passed, unfortunately. A friend of mine, wonderful young lady. Another friend of mine, an insurance salesperson up in Montana, had a stroke. They keep talking about the incidence of strokes, blood clots, and things with possibly tied to how this COVID-19 affects people. Now they're having huge conversations about pulmonary, right? Like if you had it and were asymptomatic, did it damage your lungs and did it damage you in any way? Now the jury's out on all kinds of other I read this thing called Turbine Labs as well. I get a daily briefing on, on what's going on in the world, stock market and with the pandemic in general. Again, that being said, there's a lot of underlying questions as to where we go from here. If you're healthy, wealthy, and wise today, again, you've heard me say this many a time. The one thing that you do not want to risk is your insurability. And, and going forward, I don't know. I no longer work for a carrier. I don't know what a carrier is going to do that says, you were COVID and you were 21 days sick. And I'm just making something up, Chris, here, totally off the cuff. This is our podcast. May say, we need to wait 24 months to see if you've got any pulmonary issues. We don't know anymore. We're not sure. Because you know what? Insurance companies accept risk, but they're also risk averse for a reason. They like to make sure that, you know, it's not a casino that the house always wins, but they like to make sure that they can also, you know, make money if they can. 
And they may look at this in a completely different light going forward. Right now, we know we're not. But today is today. I don't know what 2021 brings. So to talk to somebody right now and say, listen, with all that's going on, we've, we've read, and I can, I can send people Google articles of a high, higher incidence of stroke on younger people. Is it tied to this thing? We're doing the research right now. Is pulmonary problems and maybe possible lung damage to the extent of like smoking cigarettes for 25 years, is it doing something like that? They're looking at it now. Chris, do you pay more for smoker rates? Yes, we do. Um, you don't smoke. Not you personally. I don't smoke either. I've been known to have a cigar. I don't even do that anymore. But my question is, it's 25% more, right? 25 or 30, exactly. even 40. When I left principal, they said, you know what? We should just make smoker rates twice as much because we don't really have any smokers to buy from us, which is interesting. But what happens if they say, now that if you've had this, we got to treat you differently? You know, we, it's we, a great we, point. People, they can't do that. It's not fair. Sorry to interrupt, Chris. It is fair because if you have MS, you're treated differently. You have a son, diabetic, correct? Correct. When it comes to his insurance, is he treated differently? 100% differently. So we don't know is my point. Once again, you've heard Chris Carlson and Mike Cogdell say this a thousand times. If we only had the crystal ball, would you share it with us? This is the time to have that 10-minute conversation. Take your friend hat off, put the business hat, schedule a Zoom call with all these acquaintances and say, I want to talk about one thing and one thing only. Only take a few minutes and then I'll let you decide and you let me know. I'll get you the numbers if you're interested and then you let me know. You know, Mike, it's a, it's a great point. And I know you have said this countless times on our various episodes about the importance of insurability. And, you know, right now to everything you just said is now get that policy in force now. Before, if we have this, what they call herd mentality, where more and more people are getting it, and hopefully it's it's very mild, but it could impact their insurability in the future. So I think that that's so critical. And then I'm sure there's people out there, Mike, that are saying, okay, Mike, it sounds great, get a Zoom call, but in, in we, we hear this every day, Mike, but how do I get the Zoom call? I'm going to add some some color to it, then I'll, let, I'll turn it over to you. And, and I think about those three great producers we had on the, on the Zoom call. You know, Erwin Cohen is just a prospecting machine. I mean, he, he even made the comment, you know, about getting 75 no's by Wednesday. And so it, he has to do the work. And, and Erwin works in a particular niche. So he's very well known, but he's not afraid to make the cold call, even if it's a Zoom cold call. Corey Anderson, broker, broker. He's 100% referrals. Brokers are referring to him. So he's had great opportunity. And then Jamie certainly works in a very focused niche with physicians. But again, so much of her business comes from referrals because people say great things about her. So the point I want to make is ask for referrals and you're, you're going to get them, but don't be afraid just to people that you know. I think that's the real key is just reach out to people that you already know and ask for that conversation. What say you? Chris, I couldn't agree more. And today we can kind of end it with it's, it's, you know, the great Kevin Bacon, six degrees of separation in Hollywood. You only got to ask one. You know, if I was at the top of the pyramid of a particular company out of Michigan that did pyramid sales, if I was at the top of the chain, I wouldn't be talking to you today. I'd be on a private jet. My point is, is, you know, it only takes one. One goes to two, two goes to three, three goes to six, on and on and on. You just got to get it started. And what people have a tendency not to do is get the first one. And if you don't ever get the first one, you can't get the second, third, or fourth. 
and what we're saying here is the exact same thing is you take your friend, your, your, somebody you don't know even that well. So friend is even rather loose. It could be somebody on the same baseball team where you're six feet apart, talking through a mask and yucking it up. And you get to look at them and go, you know, you got a great family right there. Can I take my friend hat off or my acquaintance hat because you know your kid just hit a triple and that was awesome and ask you a question. What I do for a living is make sure that people's risk is protected. I'm a risk protection specialist. If you want to use those words, do it. And you know what? Watching your son run, the last thing I think you ever want in your life, and I know people think this is cheesy, is to see anything happen to your family. Once you have a family, they should be the most important thing in your entire world. Nobody ever wants to see harm come to a family. So you're talking for a couple of minutes and go, you know what, what I do for business is take care of people's risk protection package. And all I want to know is this year's up to date. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. Right there. Same thing you just did now. Put the business hat on. Well, this is what I do for a living. This is my business. If you got time on Thursday, could you give me your phone number and we'll just do a quick Zoom call and I'll kind of go over what a risk protection package for a family should look like. And we'll just start very fundamentally easy and just let you digest it for 10 minutes. It's a 10-minute call. Would you be interested or not? Chris, what kind of answer do you get there? First of all, they don't know if it's up to date. So it's like, yeah, let's take a look at it. Yeah, it's a yes or a no. Yeah. Because maybe don't work in that particular scope. So make a question to the person that either gets you in the Zoom call or on the Zoom call, or it gets you over and done with. So you don't have to, because we want to go back to the person that says no. We love in our world to convince people and change their mind. Chris, you're not going to change my mind politically. I'm not talking politics today, but I promise you, at 60 years of age, you're not changing my mind, Chris. I don't care. You can talk to your blue in the face until we run out of bourbon. You ain't changing my mind. So that being said, get a yes or a no and go on to the next. Once you have one and it works for somebody and they feel good about what you've done, and remember, it might be the 10th one, not the first one. Don't give up. It might be the 10th one, not the first one. Once they feel good about what you've done and they're sleeping better at night because of you, and I know I'm, I'm, I always overstate, sleeping better at night because of you, you can ask them if they know people as well within your big circle now that might want to do the same thing. And I always tell people, because you know what? Your doctor's had this since he or she was 24 years old. They just don't tell the rest of the world about it for some reason. Boom, boom, boom. And then off you go. And we'll continue this in our podcast to give you these kinds of ideas during COVID, which is relatable now, because we'll just call it COVID, which is relatable now to the situations that we're currently in. So our podcast going forward are going to kind of focus on the environment in which we're in today. Mike, I want to, I want to uh, pick up where you said about the doctor. One of my favorite questions to ask somebody who is kind of a doubting Thomas is, Hey, Mike, why do you think that every doctor in this country owns disability insurance? And then shut up. And then you got them. And then you got them at that point in time, you know, type of a situation. So uh, last point I want to make, Mike, then we'll wrap this up. You know, you talked about the, the challenge, you know, doing full financial planning in the Zoom world. The good news is if you can get a client with income protection, when we get to our new normal, whatever that looks like, is now you're in a position to go back and have that more comprehensive face-to-face -face conversation with those prospects, but they're already a client. They already trust you. So now you're, you mentioned Dyron. 
So now Byron can have a more comprehensive conversation to get the full financial plan. Will did you get the hardest product on the books first? Typically what happens, not every time, somebody will ask, what else do you do? It's a great question. If you're a financial planner, full financial planning, what else do you do? I hear two questions a lot, and these are three brokers we mentioned today early on, four actually from our summit. They all will tell me, it's funny how much life insurance I sell on an annual basis because I sell disability, and it's all wrapped up and done and go, by the way, I gotta ask you a question. We, you and I laugh about Columbo all the time. Oh, by the way, haven't done that for years. Oh, by the way, I got a question for you. You by chance sell life insurance too? So there you go. That, that's, that's the podcast for, you know, today. I think that's it. I want to remind all our listeners to subscribe to the podcast so they don't miss a single episode. Mike, I look forward to our next episode. You have a great day. Chris, thank you and enjoy the weekend. Appreciate it.